Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is the Sexy Unique Podcast, an exploration of Vanderpump Rules. Ain't nobody got me feeling like I'm feeling you. And I'm your host, Laura Marie Shane Hall. Everybody freeze, put your hands up. We ain't about to take it easy, I hope your cake's up. Love it with the beat, yeah, we go so in. Then we go with a friend, yeah, we both win. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sexy Unique Podcast. I'm your host, Lara, and with me today is fellow genius writer Jen D'Angelo. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm thrilled to be here. <laughs> so glad to have you here as well. Um, I'm glad that anyone's willing to come and talk about the show that's truly in the gutter at this point. <laughs> it really is so sad. <laughs> like, for so long, I've been like such a fan for so long. And I held out hope for like way longer than I than like any sane person should have where I was like, whatever, like, sure, it'll get boring. But like, I'll just love seeing like how their preventative Botox has aged. Like, (laughs) I'll just love any little detail. Yeah, you'll hold on until (laughs) there's nothing to hold on to. Yeah. Have you been watching since the dawn of Vanderpump time? Yeah, I think I caught it like the end of season one and then I like watched a like marathon and then have been on like since season two. Yeah. Okay. Real time. Same. So basically, okay. I don't know if I'm just reaching a new level of like brainwash or quarantines finally gotten to me, but like I was somewhat like enjoyed last night's episode. I 
Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know what's wrong with us. I think we need to be 5150 because like I was just like kind of thrilled and I was like, wow, this like feels right. Like they're in Vegas and like they really belong. Like these people, like Vegas feels like a magical place where they make sense. The only place that they yeah. make sense anymore. Totally. They belong there. They belong there. And so I was like, I'm not mad really at any of this. And then in the second watch, like when I watched to take notes, I was like, obviously noticing things to get like furious about. But on my first watch, I was like, hey, like, I'm happy with this. Like, this is fun yeah. for me. <laughs> I, yeah, I definitely, I feel like it probably is like quarantine brain. But I was like, I know this is boring. But I'm still just like, I don't know, loving it. And then I, like, when Jax gave his, like, weird, like, two-line toast at the dinner that was just, like, thanks for, like, messing up so we got to all be in Vegas together. I was like, that's nice. And then I was like, what's wrong with me? Yeah, the bar is so low. Like, they don't, they're not even trying anymore. Like, everyone is one by one giving up. And, like, honestly, last week's episode I thought was way worse than this week's because, like, at least they had a purpose, like, somewhere to travel to and, like, something to do this week. And last week felt like there was just nothing to do. So, if they're given a task, I guess I'm happy to watch them just, like, mediocrely carry out the task at hand (laughs) yeah and that task was like promoting the cocktail garden it was like literally (laughs) spawn con for lisa's vegas (laughs) vanderpump empire it's so crazy i also like i'm now becoming like paranoid where i'm like did like tom and katie even lose their license or whatever or was this all a ploy yeah (laughs) that's a good truther like leg to stand on (laughs) But I believe that they lost it. Did they actually, though, did he re-lose it after this wedding? Or is that just like... That also seemed fake, right? How could you re-lose it? I mean, I trust him (laughs) to lose literally anything you hand to him. But at the same time, I'm just like, that would honestly be like too... Like, how could... Katie constantly is... I'm like, how could you possibly stay married to this person? And then she just continually stays married to him and, like, seems to be completely unbothered by what a subpar human being Tom Schwartz is. So... Totally. I mean, yeah, if he lost it again, that then becomes Katie's fault. Because it's like, well, then you really (laughs) should have, like... (laughs) You should have known that you needed to step in to prevent this from happening happening like you've chosen to live your life with this man like you need to like (laughs) pick up some slack because you know that he's like a not functioning human being (laughs) incapable of even (laughs) holding his hand and a grip around something (laughs) (laughs) like putting something in his pocket and then like trusting it to still be in his pocket (laughs) like handing it to a producer and being like can you hold this you're my coworker yeah. and it's your job. Like yeah. even that is too much for him. <laughs> he can't do it. He can't even identify someone to help him. No, <laughs> it's truly, I've never seen anything quite like it. It really is bizarre. I've been having like Vanderbump rules, stress dreams specifically in quarantine. And it always kind of happens in the morning. Like when I'm, you know, when you like wake up and you're kind of tired or you hit snooze and you go back to bed. And then I just have like a barrage of stress dreams. And that's usually 
all Vanderpump Rules related. Like, oh my god, like what? I had a dream. Okay, I had a dream that James Kennedy was dating Snooki from Jersey Shore, (laughs) but I was really good friends with Snooki somehow, and she was like confiding (laughs) in me about their relationship. And the big drama in their relationship was that James really wanted to have anal sex with her, and I was just (laughs) she was like coming to me for advice, and I was like. I mean, you know, it's like pretty fun. Like you should just do it, but also don't feel like you have to. And like, she was really worked up about it. And at the end I was like, just, I was like, okay, like tonight's your big date, but you know what? Like just listen to your body and trust your body to tell you what's right for you. And she was like, okay. And then like walked into a restaurant to like have her date with James. And I was just like very invested in their partnership. (laughs) (laughs) this is like truly like the thesis papers that will be written about like what this time has done to our brains (laughs) will be like fascinating to read like that's great it's wild. And then I had a dream this morning that Hoda Kotb was my guest on this week's episode of, of SUP. But like somehow I didn't make it to the recording. So like an old friend from like boarding school did the recording and he doesn't know anything about Vanderpump Rules. And it was like kind of funny, but also not. But then he recorded it on SoundCloud and I couldn't figure out in my dream. I was trying to like figure out how to export the recording as an mp3 and i just like couldn't you know you like can't do technology in dreams like yeah. it just doesn't add up and it was like a never ending torturous technology circle that just like kept coming God. around and i was just like very stressed about that yeah what a nightmare yeah. oh my god <laughs> that one was actually kind of a nightmare yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I'm like, what about you? Any Vanderpump dreams? (laughs) I actually do weirdly feel like I have been having like very vivid dreams, but then I like don't remember them. But I do weirdly feel like I had one about Lala that like Lala was my friend and was mad. And I was like scared of like having to talk to her. (laughs) (laughs) Like that feels like a familiar feeling to me. That sounds (laughs) right. I don't know from a dream. (laughs) <laughs> yeah just in life that's it sounds like she could get mad at the drop of a hat these days yes for sure I definitely don't want to be on the other end of like a la la rage like spiral <laughs> no not at all her like headbutting you being like how she did with Billy Lee still haunts me to this day <laughs> yes <laughs> okay let's get into this week's episode because there's a, a lot weirdly I took like a ton of notes and that seems out of so character. Did I. Yeah. So, but I guess there's like a lot to discuss. I mean, I truly was like, I don't know if I'm just like so attuned to it because I was like taking notes like for this, but like literally from like frame one, like the song this week was really crazy, and I wrote down the lyrics. <laughs> what are the <laughs> lyrics to the song? Was it the first song like, that played? Yeah, yeah. As it's like showing LA, and it's like stargazing, trailblazing. LA is amazing. <laughs> hey, like, true, true, and true. Sure. <laughs> I I did was struck with like the frenetic energy of the song that one specifically. Yeah, yeah it was chaotic. Yeah, it was nuts. It felt fever dreamy. <laughs> it was okay. So Schwartz 
and Katie are like pre-gaming for their wedding at their weird Valley Village house. And Schwartz goes, that's downright sexual when they order a pizza. And I was just like, this is this like sums up their whole relationship at this point is like, I don't believe that they have sex anymore at all. And he just like fetishizes food. Yeah. This like whole first scene felt like it was like one of those Twitter things where it's like, I forced a bot to watch a thousand hours of Vanderpump rules and it wrote this script and like the fact that like Stassi's first line was like is there ranch and Tom is like pizza sexy like it was just like this is all too gross for me it's a simulation yeah this is AI we are actually watching AI Vanderpump rules at this point yes this is just like what you dreamed the night before, like Bravo is showing to you. <laughs> it's a stream of consciousness. Like somehow there's an implant in my brain that is now like black mirror, just like projecting it onto a wall. And that's like what I watch as Vanderpump rule. <laughs> yes. Sandoval also is wearing one earring and I've never yes, noticed this look before, but I was kind of into it. I didn't mind it. And it was like really shiny and like, it was like square or something. It looked cool. Yeah. It was like, he's kind of giving me like gay goth energy. And I was like, yes. Yeah. They also had Popeye's chicken there. It was like pizza and Popeye's on just like a normal afternoon. And I was like, what, like, how did this come to be? Like this like hangover feast. (laughs) They love like a fast food journey. Yeah. And fast food that like, like combining various fast foods, like I think also during quarantine, I've seen Katie and Schwartz like got KFC. And I was just like, with all the options available to you, like you live in a city where any sort of culinary journey you can go down and also fried chicken isn't that expensive. Why KFC of all places? Yeah. Wow. I feel like you really have to like look for that. Yeah, I don't even, I couldn't <laughs> like, even tell you where KFC is. Actually, I think I do know where one is, but like, no. That's so crazy. When literally every restaurant in like one of the best food cities in the world is doing like takeout and delivery, you're yeah. like, hey. no, their palate is like shockingly unrefined, which I guess actually isn't so shocking because they've worked for years and years at Lisa Vanderpump's restaurants, which would probably train them to like foods like KFC and genuinely like crave them. But I'm still just always thrown by their food choices. Yeah, they're wild. And then everyone is going to Vegas for Katie and Tom's second wedding and Sandoval and Stassi agree to officiate, to co-officiate. And Stassi, like, makes a point to say, like, even though I hate Tom Sandoval or I feel like nothing but disdain for him, like, I'm officiating this motherfucking wedding. And I'm like, okay. They felt like there were a lot of, like, threads for drama that had been planted that people just, like, didn't grasp on to. Like, it was just kind of like, ooh, like, Tom and Stassi will, like, get in a fight trying to officiate this wedding together. And then they were like, "Eh, it's fine. Like (laughs) it just felt like they were constantly trying to like plant storylines, which just didn't take. Yeah. And I feel like, like Tom's vibe, like Sandoval's vibe in this scene was like 
to me it looked like he hated everyone in the room that he was in but was just like agreeing to be a nice friend to tom schwartz but like really didn't yeah. want to be there and then obviously like stassi's an attention whore so she'll like do whatever but i was just like this is bizarre like I, we're now just in pretend zone where everyone's just like floating it's like a lazy river yeah it's really weird i also like i keep thinking about this like <laughs> comment i saw on instagram like so dark but um <laughs> <laughs> literally uh like stassi posted something like a couple weeks ago about like, I love being on Bravo and like, I hope they never fire me or whatever. Like, this is amazing. And like Katie commented on it too, being like, like, I feel the same way. Like, I hope I can stay on Bravo forever. And I truly was like, what? Like you guys aren't even trying anymore. Like you have the energy of like, it feels like you're just like trapped and like you want out. Cause like no one is like bringing their A game to the show. It feels like. Yeah. I don't know. And I guess like, I exist in a real echo chamber of people who feel the same way that I do generally about like the show. And I really haven't had, I guess I've never had someone on this podcast that's genuinely like, God, I love this show. And like, (laughs) Stassi and Katie are goals. And like, let's go to Vegas. I fucking love them so much. Like, I can't even imagine what that mindset must feel like. But like, I just like, I don't understand how there are those people that exist in the world and they outnumber us by like millions. Yeah. (laughs) Truly the most frightening fact of all. (laughs) And like, let's not think about the 2020 election. Like let's really think about all the people who are like obsessed with Vanderpump rules from like an aspirational perspective and are living for this show right now. (laughs) Yeah. They're like sitting in James May t-shirts, just like, yes. (laughs) Pouring a glass of like witches of WeHo, like Kool Aid, and like yeah. <laughs> cheersing, and like just loving life. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> but also it's like interesting that Stassi and Katie would like be publicly declaring their love for Bravo. Like they, I seems like they need to be public about it so that the axe doesn't come down. I feel like Katie especially, because she's really not giving much. I mean, she's really giving the least of anyone this season. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, you crimped your hair. Like, that's your whole personality now? Yeah. I mean, it looks like it would take a really long time because she has a lot of thick, lustrous hair. But, like, she doesn't have a storyline. She's, like, knitted once and, like, won't even, like, scream at Tom Schwartz for verbally abusing her. So I'm unclear on like what she's bringing to the table right now. The only people who are really working it is Sheena as per usual. That scene of like them, (laughs) like Sheena, Danica and Charlie getting like drinks or whatever. I was like, give me this show. This is amazing. (laughs) Three thirsty ladies just like out to like all kind of chirp at each other. And like into it. (laughs) It was amazing. Like, Danica is incredible. (laughs) She's low-key MVP, and I would just, like, watch her do anything. Like, I truly think, even if she's not crazy and she's just pretending, I'm still way more into that than, like, Max and Kara maybe, like, hooking up in Vegas. Oh, my God. Kara. But though I I am into Kara, and we'll get to her. (laughs) 
But like when those girls are out having their day drinks, Danica orders an Aperol spritz twice. Did you catch that? (laughs) (laughs) She orders it once. And then like Sheena's like, I just want a water with a lemon and a straw. If you have one, please. And then Charlie's like, Sheena hates turtles. And then Danica goes, yes. And I do want an Aperol spritz. Thank you. (laughs) And like, I was like, Danica is pure speak to the manager as a manager. And I'm into it. (laughs) She is like truly incredible. Like she's simultaneously like completely like dead eyed, like vacant, but then also just like ready to pop. It's like an energy I've never seen before. (laughs) Yeah, me neither. She is a lot of like chemistry with herself and just a lot of self generated (laughs) tension that could really take her places. It's so crazy because like she's like so like vacant like her face is just like so dead but then you can also tell that she's just like scanning for anything to freak out about like she's just like constantly scanning for like shit to stir like she's so like not paying attention to Sheena talking at all until Sheena's like and then Max and Danica's like like (laughs) you like see a spark in her eye of like I can exploit this I'm like yes and I wonder if like I wonder if the new people on a whole because like it's been a difficult journey to like accept them as part of this world. But I wonder if that's because they are actually working really hard and compared to like the OG cast members who are truly the definition of phoning it in. Like if that's part of the discord, like why it's difficult to like accept these newbies. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause yeah, they are just like, so alien like max being in vegas was like the weirdest vibe i was like you don't belong here like you just like don't mesh he is now like part like organically it seems like he has become part of the group and even like someone else says it i think like stassi or someone is like max you like are part of the og group now or something and i'm like really like is it just because he's like a skeezy bro that like Tom Schwartz weirdly like is living vicariously through and he's unthreatening to any of the women in this group. And that's why he gets to like be here. Yeah. And how is no flagging like Tom Schwartz's relationship with him and being like, this is inappropriate. Like, why are you obsessed with this guy? (laughs) Yes. Like, how has that not been a discussion of like how they became like quote unquote best friends? Like, when we've seen like nothing of that it's like when did that happen yeah and how is no one like clocking it it's so weird i my like weird truth or conspiracy theory about max in vegas is that like the producers made them bring him as like a single guy so that kara had someone to like latch on to yeah i think he that was like fully plotted out before that was like we're going to introduce this like Sheena lookalike and she has to like fuck someone here. (laughs) No one, none of the OGs are going to do it. So like Max, like Lisa literally like forced Max and Kara into like sex work. Yes. It was really crazy. (laughs) Fake sex work. And I love that like Kara seems thirsty enough. Like she's giving Sheena energy of just like a raw thirst for fame, which I really respect. And I respect her even going the extra mile of like, not only will I appear as like a lowly waitress at Vanderpump Cocktail Garden, but I will act and pretend to follow through on sleeping with this like greasy dude just to be on TV. 
and also like truly like fawn all over Lisa Vanderpump to agree. I like a degree. I've never seen anyone compliment anyone. <laughs> She's like, Ooh, the queen is here. Like, Ooh, she hired me. Like if she hired you, you must be amazing. Like <laughs> just like <laughs> bending over backwards to prop up Lisa in a way that was truly unhinged. <laughs> so true. Everyone now, like that's part of Lisa's contract. I think with everyone, cause like even Brett doing that, I was like, this is absolutely bonkers that we're even having these kinds of discussions on the show is like in order to be on the show you have to either say you want to fuck lisa or like be like or fuck someone that she tells you to fuck yeah it's crazy (laughs) it's really insane this episode felt like a major turning point for lisa just in terms of like she sunk to like new lows where i was like this is the most pathetic she's ever appeared it's like like, by far a space odyssey or something where you're watching like a slow-mo of like a spaceship like click into a portal or something and that was like watching lisa click into this cast and truly becoming one with them like subscribing to all their drama like pulling pranks with them on each other i was like honey what are you doing yeah, you're trying to be a regular Rand pulling all these pranks. <laughs> <laughs> it was so crazy. Like even like when they go like shoe shopping. Sorry, I'm like jumping around so much. No, it's fine. But like she and Ken are like shopping for shoes or whatever, and she's like telling Ken that like Brett was flirting with her. And she's like, doesn't that make you jealous? And Ken even is like, Brett, lol. Like, no. <laughs> like, why would I give a shit about Brett? Ken's like, she's enough. just trying to make him- Yeah, Ken is over it. <laughs> He's truly done. He's like, can only like get enough oxygen to film like one scene at a time and like shuffle around. Like his hip can only take so much. And he's just like, he's, he's tapped out. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I cannot like learn these new people's names. Like, I just like can't even pretend to care about this shit anymore. Meanwhile, Lisa's like in the cast. <laughs> I also think that maybe she got her boobs done and this was like their big reveal because her Vegas energy is just like tits out in a way that we have yeah. not seen in a long time. For sure. And they look like yeah, that like and lasered. Yeah. Yes. They look amazing. They I did. was like, I was this like, feels wow. very Yeah. Mm-hmm. I respected it. But, but back to Sheena. Sheena goes, everyone's like still reeling from the cake party, which I actually found that cake thing to be more offensive than anything that happened in this episode where like no one, no adults like past the age, like past age of 12, like you don't like throw cake at each other. Like that's just not yeah. a thing that people do. And then, like, to have, like, this throwing cake moment and, like, a Saved by the Bell-esque makeout in the middle of, like, cake party was, like, a no. So everyone's, like, Danica and Charlie are, like, I found cake in my vagina. And then Sheena's, like, I had to get out of here. The only people allowed to touch my face are my makeup artist and Botox doctor, (laughs) which I really love. (laughs) (laughs) That was really amazing. Like, Sheena's just really bringing it. (laughs) She's really bringing it. And then, like, Danica, someone is, like, someone's like yeah katie and tom are going to vegas for like their second wedding and danica goes cool like her pretending (laughs) to care is everything to me 
She like does not give a shit about anything. Also, when Sheena's like, if they had come at me with that cake, like I would have slapped her across the face. Danica's just like so aggressive. Like she does not <laughs> give a shit. She's like not listening. She's just like, where's my spritz? Queen of like two word comments to like anything you say. Like she's <laughs> yes. truly not listening to a word that comes out of your mouth. <laughs> yes. I feel like her brain is honestly like a supercomputer. Like she's operating at a level that like we can't even like imagine. And mm-hmm. that's why she's able to be like so nothing. <laughs> she's yeah, got but- too much going on. The energy of her, it's like Raquel was like the first robot, like Westworld robot that they introduced into the VPR universe. And then they like upgraded with like Charlie and Danica were like the newer models, like more compact models that can like have like a quicker operating system. But it does, (laughs) it is starting to feel like these people are produced in like Silicon Valley and shipped down to LA. (laughs) I'm really upset that we don't get to see Sheena's egg harvesting journey. Yeah, I know. Why didn't we get more of that? Like, I want her, I want the first surgery. I want all of it. Like, her doctor's appointments and, like, I know she's having to have, like, she has to be talking to someone about this. Like, even if it's her mom. Like, I miss seeing Erica. Yeah, get Erica in here. Like, I want to see them, like, in the office, like, finding out how many eggs she got. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to know, like, every aspect of it. And I bet she's down to, like, film it. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, Sheena would love nothing more. Yeah. It was really weird. And we also had, like, a fake combo between Max and Brett where it, like, cuts to them talking about Dana. And Brett goes, he, like is like all like hand wringing and then he's like oh bro bro me and me and fucking dana made out (laughs) no (laughs) it's so this like also feels like they were like it's another storyline that just like didn't take because like max is like too much of a nothing to like even entertain a conversation about that like he can't he like doesn't even really react he's like it's fine like we'll talk about it when i get back from vegas it's like you're together right now like talk about it now you fool if i found out that a guy that i was into had this conversation with his co-worker and was truly like willing to dump me in order to just like make his platonic friend that he's not even that close with like happy i would be like bye yeah it's so it's so crazy. It's like, what do either of you care about or like? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, I don't understand either of them. I certainly don't understand Brett. Like, he has given us nothing. Brett feels like, I was trying to decide if he feels like a murderer or if he feels like someone who would just, like, witness a murder and be a very unhelpful, like, <laughs> witness. Because, like, he definitely has, like, sociopath, like, adjacent vibes like whenever he's talking to a woman like his weird smile and laugh it's like a Jim Carrey like Grinch smile it's like his whole face twist it's so fake and weird and then like when he's with just like other guys he's like really just like flat and normal and it's like what like this is so bizarre 
Yeah, I see what you mean about the murder, too. Like, he would just give vague descriptions about everyone and just be like, bro, I fucking, like, someone was murdered, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he would, like, like accidentally, like, back himself into being, like, the number one suspect, like, <laughs> because he was just, like, too vague. Yeah, he would end up in jail for sure on trial, which he may, like, win, because I feel like, are women into Brett? Like, I actually might need to go into the world of Vanderpump Rules true earnest fans to see, like, what the women are thinking about Brett. Yeah. What do they think about his, like, no sideburns, no collar, like, very shiny <laughs> confession look? That no collar look it. is haunting me. Yeah. It's so weird. It just really looks like it should have a collar. Yeah, like a wine-colored, collarless shirt yeah, slicked back hair. He looks like – it's like he's like the villain in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead or something, <laughs> like an 80s movie of that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So Charlie, though, is like really wise, and she says that sh- the two things that she's learned in L.A. so far is that everybody bangs everybody – and that for men out here, vagina doesn't have a face. <laughs> she really is so wise. <laughs> I was like, the truth hurts. <laughs> <laughs> she really like speaks truth in her own way. Like when yeah. she like a couple episodes ago, like said that Lala was like maybe in love with James. And was just like, you can be in love with someone and like, no, you're not going to be with them. I was like, oh my God, Charlie. <laughs> Yeah, she, like, calls it like she sees it. Yeah. I still want to know, like, who the TV producer was that she was hanging out with at the Emmys party. Yeah, the millionaire. (laughs) Yeah, the millionaire. You're on TV, so I really need you to figure out that answer for me, please. (laughs) Yeah, you do a deep dive into, like, the genuine fans. I'll do a deep dive into, like, the millionaire circuit at Emmy parties. Yeah, just start like <laughs> planting some seeds and trying to get answers. Yeah. I feel like it's probably like someone that works on like a procedural show, like yeah, like a and what a I can't even think of like the name, like CSI, one of the CSI like spinoff shows or something. Yeah, like CSI LA or whatever. I'm like literally, I can't think of a single one. <laughs> no, I'm like a world that I again know nothing about, which is similar to the world of like genuine fans of Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> so we both have our work cut out for us. Yes. <laughs> but then, okay, so the thing that really shook me to my core about this episode is when Ken and Lisa were shopping at Barney's, which seemed like an end of days prophecy. Because like, what do you mean? Well, Barney's has like gone completely out of business. Like at the end of last year, like shut down, sold like the Barney, like all the stores were doing like crazy markdown sales with like chaotic sale, like yellow red lettering, like final sale, everything must go kind of signs. And I was just like, I was too traumatized by the end of Barney's to even like get into the excitement of the sale. Cause that was like my favorite store. Like I remember when I moved to LA and I was just like idolized Barney's and like wrote about Barney's and like my first book and like a whole thing took place in there. It was like such a set piece. And then I was just like, 
oh my god like everything we know and love will one day crumble and fall and then to see ken and lisa in there i was like wow this all is like clicking into place Whoa. Oh my God. I completely forgot that they went under. (laughs) Isn't that crazy though? And I like, I was texting friend of the pod, Patrick Sandberg too. And cause he's like in fashion. And I was like, this is prophetic. Like I'm fucking quivering. And then he was like, damn, I forgot too. And I'm just like, everyone seems to have like forgotten, but like (laughs) Ken and Lisa are the two horsemen of the apocalypse coming for Barney's (laughs) crown. (laughs) every business they touch just like immediately folds <laughs> like a catastrophic yes. fall from grace there was an amazing moment in this scene that i truly like <laughs> laughed so hard where uh lisa after like ken refuses to be jealous of brett she's like you have to buy me the most expensive shoes here and she like goes to the salesman and is like like I need like Louboutins for Vegas and he picks up a pair and is like, these are the perfect shoes for Vegas. And it's like a silver like heel or whatever. And she's like, Oh, but I already have those in black. And he looks at her. He like leaves his body. Like he gives her a stare where he just like truly does not know how to respond. And they stay on him and he's just like, uh, and then just puts it down. I know what you're talking about. I was so like, my eyes were like filling with tears watching him because he was so awkward in that moment and he didn't know what to say. And she also was like, not going to speak to alleviate his discomfort. So it was a full stare down with his soul got swallowed up into Hades. And then (laughs) Lisa goes, okay, keep going. (laughs) And he just, like, had to, like, resume and then, like, keep walking to, like, show her more shoes. Yes. And then he's just, like, lurking in the background for the rest of the scene, like, kind of just, like, pacing. <laughs> like, he doesn't know what to do. The way he reacted was as if, like, they told him, like, she will love those. Like, show those to her. Like, he was so stumped. <laughs> he was set up to fail. And then... <laughs> I think the whole like future of Barney's flashed before him. Like he had a vision and realized that not only is Barney's going to go under, but I think he even flashed even more forward into 2020 when he can't get in, when his next retail job also shuts down because of quarantine. And he saw like the dark future that laid before him and was rendered totally speechless. (laughs) Yes. Like he's, all all the way to like the end of humanity in that moment and that was just like uh. <laughs> it was like the lion the witch in the wardrobe where they like live a thousand lives and then like walk out of the wardrobe and two seconds have passed that was like him <laughs> and lisa knew exactly what kind of curse she was putting on him and yes. just waited for him to like come back to reality and then said okay keep going <laughs> also why do you need she is satan like why do you need someone to like show you shoes at a shoe store like everything you see like what you see is what you get yeah it's like on the shelf (laughs) yeah like you can it's like a very sparse selection you know very beautifully laid out like it's all available to you yeah like and also if you know what you want just like go to that area this isn't your first rodeo like (laughs) 
I'm really unclear on her need for this guy to be like showing her around. <laughs> but she just wanted to create chaos wherever she goes. Take one thing down yeah. so that like the power that she sucked up by like destroying Barney's like she gets to pump into Vanderpump Vegas. <laughs> yeah, that's what got her the suite for Nicolaine to design. And yeah. <laughs> so Lisa and Ken take Tom and Katie on their jet to Vegas. And I don't like Lisa has like an inexplicable soft spot for the two of them that I still can't get to the bottom of. Yeah, it's very weird. Like, I think she just finds Schwartz charming, I guess, and like feels bad for Katie. Yeah. Or maybe it's like she's, they're completely like the least threatening people in the entire universe to her. So it feels okay to like make them her pet project. Yeah. Cause like they'll do like whatever she tells them to do, like kind of the same way that she like will always love Sheena. Cause like mm-hmm. Sheena will always just like do whatever. Yeah. I don't know. Their relationship is so strange. I, but she also just like loves that like Schwartz like openly like drools over her and it's like, she's my crush or whatever. Like, yeah, he plays in, he does play into like the, I want to fuck Lisa like charade really well. So that does a lot for her. And then also it's like, I think that they would never fuck her over or try and like come for her crown where I feel like someone, I feel like Sandoval and Ariana after when like they piped up last season when Ariana was like, you treat my boyfriend like he's an idiot. And like, then they talked about the very real problem. That there are no contracts when it comes yeah. to Tom, Tom and they're like part ownership of that restaurant. I think that Tom and Ariana were like demoted in Lisa's mind. For sure. Cause like that is like for sure how Lisa operates. Like as we saw on like Beverly Hills, like she just like likes to, operate like in the shadows but like very obviously so and then if anyone pushes on her like pushes it even like a little bit she's like oh you're dead like (laughs) yeah it will never work so then but then it doesn't work for television because like there's no tension anymore like the best reality tv features like build like long buildups of tension that then lead to an explosion like it's like that's what works in comedy too And so when you're not getting that and you're just getting like, I'm Lisa Vanderbump and I have a jet and I'm going to Vegas and everyone loves me and wants to fuck me. It's like that. Why am I watching this? It's like a commercial. I maybe this is like truly unhinged on my part and just like (laughs) pure delusion. But I'm like, (laughs) I think like part of the reason that I'm like totally okay with weathering these like weird like down seasons that are kind of boring is that I, like, do sincerely believe that, like, one day Tom Sandoval will snap and will, like, come with receipts to be, like, you, like, do all these shady business dealings and, like, have all this shit uh, and, like, really, like, take her to task over, like, how she fucked them over with Tom Tom. And that, like, you know, like, Jax will be, like, arrested for, like, tax evasion or whatever and will, like, get to see his house be repossessed. (laughs) Yeah. I think that really could happen with Jax. Like, something something's gotta give with him like that levy like cannot hold but with the with like lisa being called out i don't think that that can ever happen on this show because she's clearly like so woven in and continues to like weave herself deeper and deeper into the cast 
And yeah. she, like, I just feel like it couldn't happen. Though That's I would true. love nothing more than for Tom Sandoval to like turn on her. Ugh, it'd be amazing. <laughs> it'd be incredible. And I would love for Ken to like have like have a showdown with him a la goodbye, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my God. That'll be what I dream about like tomorrow morning in my <laughs> between awake and asleep time. <laughs> goodbye, Tom. Goodbye, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> everyone arrives in vegas and it felt like i i don't know how you feel about vegas but i like hate vegas so much like it makes me deeply uncomfortable i like don't understand why any like why anyone would willingly go there it doesn't seem very vacationy to me it's like truly i'd rather die yeah i have i like totally get that and i feel like i feel like that sometimes but then I get like every 18 months I'm like it'd be fun to go to Vegas for one night Mm -hmm. uh like I like the energy in very extremely light doses uh like and maybe this is also the quarantine talking but I was like I mean I can't wait to go to that cocktail garden (laughs) and get a jiggy tonic and like I will look into how much like the Vanderpump suite costs per night (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, there it's really truly only a matter of time before I find myself in Caesar's Palace like fully taking part in the Vanderpump insanity, but also like I just like I don't know, it just takes a lot of drugs for me to get into like a Vegas space. But that's like fine. Yeah. That's good post-quarantine like lols. Um yeah. but seeing them all arrive in Vegas feels very much like a homecoming that I've been waiting years for. Yeah. Like when Brittany was like genuinely just like, I love Vegas so much when they're just like getting out of the car. I was like, I'm I'm happy for her. Yeah. It's where she belongs. Vegas is a magical place for Brittany Cartwright Taylor. Like she that's where she met Jax. Like that. Vegas is the reason that Brittany exists. Yeah. It's It's like where she was spawned. Yeah. (laughs) And the cast, like, just everyone makes sense in Vegas. Like, I was like, the things have clicked into place in a very, like, cozy way. And I'm here for it. Yeah. And it also, I guess it is, like, kind of, like, when you see a commercial that, like, touches you and you're like, oh. And, like, you hate watching the commercial. But, like, you make an exception because you're like, oh, I like that. Or that was, like, kind of funny. Or I like that song. It was like that. Where it's like, okay, now we're in, like the part of the show where it's just the rest of the show is a commercial. Yeah. Like kind of a fun one. Wait, so quick to go back to Lisa's private jet. Yes. <laughs> did you think that she purposely did that because like she had to compete with Lala? Like she's trying to flex to be like, I'm still the richest. Definitely. I mean, I think there's a reason that we saw like, we had to see like a, a massive hangar opening and then like a branded jet, like that was literally like a 747, like rolling out. And I think there's a reason we saw that and we did not see Lala and Rand's jet to Vegas or anyone yes. else's flying to Vegas accommodations. And also when they got on the plane, Tom and Katie are like, Oh my God, like you do this all the time. And Lisa's like, yes, of course we do this all the time. It's like, <laughs> Get out of here. She issued them their sides before they shot the scene and was like, you need to ask me the following questions. 
<laughs> or else. <laughs> <laughs> but also I'm like, what? Like this cast specifically is so wowed by private jets. Like it's like as though that's like the peak, like most amazing thing that you can possibly do and have access to in life is to like get on a private jet. Yeah. And like, I've never been on a private jet, so maybe it is amazing, but it seems like you're still like when they were got so excited to go on like a PJ to solving, I'm like, it's a 40 minute flight. Like, why is that exciting? (laughs) Like, shouldn't the whole thing be exciting? Like the destination included? Like, I don't know. They love like a short, like a tiny jaunt on a private jet. Like I mean, I've been on like a private plane and it was, it's cool. Like, but it's not the peak of like, it's not like mind blowing. Like, Oh my God. Like now I have to do this all the time. Like, unless you're literally have like a private plane where you can like hop on it Kardashian style and like go to Tokyo. I'm really not interested and not impressed. Yeah. And it's a real like big swing to be like, this is my personality now. (laughs) It's like a private jet person. And also like, I'm not going to go from like hating someone to like loving them just because they took me on a 40 minute flight on like a 10 person private plane. Yes. The worship of Lala purely for private jet access is like insanity. I know. And also like not even like a jet that Randall owns. It's like rent a jet. It's like you can, if you live yeah. in LA, like there are apps where you can like sign up and pay like, you know, a few thousand dollars to like hop on a plane with a bunch of other people, which is exactly the same thing as like just getting an expensive plane ticket. Yeah. <laughs> Another question I have for the Vanderpump rules, like fan, true fans is like, do they also think of private jets with as much excitement as the cast does yes that is a really great thing to figure out when you <laughs> go under when I do my market research i'm literally going to be like the departed where I, I infiltrate the true fans and fucking get some answers for once in my fucking life yes <laughs> also it makes zero sense like back in the day i'm remembering like when the cast would go to vegas they would like get into lots of trouble or like even like if they would go on like a two-hour trip to san diego because i've been like dipping now back into season three which has been a real good like refresher and like do you remember the episode where Jax goes to san diego and he like railed a chick in the bathroom and then like got so blackout he like was crawling on the floor into like the elevator at one point <laughs> Yeah, when like Carmen had gotten them that room or whatever, that's what they were all mad about. Yeah, Tiffany, his like girlfriend, had gotten them the room, and then he went and like promptly just like fucked some other girl in the room, and then made all the guys like promise they wouldn't tell Tiffany, and like that. It's like you were literally just like hours outside of Los Angeles, and that was all it took for you to like be a bad boy, and so now we like go to Vegas and just have a tame trip with like Lisa Vanderpump around. Like you're not going to get into any shenanigans with your boss around. Like that's part of the problem. Yeah, I know. It was just like, it was kind of sad to be like, it's a Vegas episode with zero like drama or like blackouts or screaming. Yeah. Like not a single person raised their voice. Yeah. It's wrong. My, how far we've fallen. I know. 
Sheena, I love that the first stop on Sheena's day of surgery is to like go into Sir and pick up some tips. Yeah. <laughs> this is why we need to be more on her egg retrieval journey. I was like, you're running errands on your like surgery day. She's working so hard. She literally is going to get a surgery and is like before surgery. Like I will film this scene of Vanderpump Rules. Like they refuse to honor my emotional and like actual life journey, but they're making forcing me to pretend I work at this restaurant and that I really need my tips. And guess what? Yes. I'm a professional. I'm going to do it. <laughs> like truly a homeowner. <laughs> on the day of a medical procedure is like, I need to go get my like $200 <laughs> right now. First things first, <laughs> I haven't eaten in 12 hours per the doctor's <laughs> orders. So I'm definitely going to get in the car and go drive down to Sir and get my tips from Marina Del Rey. P.S. <laughs> it's so insane. <laughs> it's not But okay. I respect it. Yeah, Sheena is like truly a Kardashian in the sense that like she's the Kim and will like hustle no matter what. Yes. Rain or shine, she, like, sickness and in, or in health, she's there to film. She knows what she signed up for and she's like, I will do like whatever they need me to do. Yeah. Like, I This scene made me kind of really hate Dana. It like cemented me as like a Dana hater. Yeah. So I was like, I don't like how she's talking to Sheena. <laughs> Respect your elders. Yes. These are your ancestors here that we're talking about. Like you need to be like creating an altar with like a Sheena, like little gold mini Sheena on it and like meditating to that every morning because she walked yes. so you could run. Yes. And she's also like filled up with like estrogen and like just like be kind. Like she's literally coming to you with like her heart on her sleeve being like i am like full of hormones and like getting surgery today <laughs> and i'm sorry if i was like kind of dramatic and dana's like mm, are you okay though now like <laughs> dana's like i just like thought it was really fucked up that you like would care about that and then in her talking head she calls sheena a space cadet <laughs> yeah. it's like you're fucking rude yeah I am like, I, like I do feel like if I knew Sheena in real life, I would also be like, God, Sheena's so annoying and is a total space cadet. But I'm like, for the show, I'm like, she is your elder and you need to like pay homage. <laughs> yeah, kiss the ring. <laughs> yeah. Or know how to like jazz her up, like know how to play ball in a way that isn't so obvious with Sheena. Like the kind of like, the trying to like gas Sheena up by like coming for men that she doesn't even, I don't think really likes that all that much is so played at this point. Like we've already, yeah. we got the amazing season with Rob and then we got the amazing season with Adam, but now like give us the eggs already. <laughs> like let's focus on sad single Sheena and not like, Oh my God, Sheena's like obsessed with these like two loser dudes. I feel like the whole, like, the whole OG cast, yeah, just needs to, like, graduate. Like, they're still, like, I feel like the show's, like, still trying to force them to be, like, what they were. Mm -hmm. Like, they're still trying to make Sheena, like, boy crazy. But it's, like, no, like, 
show me what it's like to be like in your mid thirties, like freezing your eggs and like also dating. And like with Katie, I'm like, show me what it's like to be like in your mid thirties and like have no purpose and like be depressed and like like, trying to figure out what to do. Married to (laughs) someone that truly should not be trusted to have kids. Like there's no way that Tom Schwartz could like be in charge of a child. No. And like with Brittany and Jack's, like show us what it's like when you've married someone that literally is getting $200,000 tax liens filed against him. Like after you've purchased a house. Yes. And like, give us an update on that ulcer. Yeah. How's that <laughs> ulcer? PS. I'm actually very concerned. It doesn't seem like I'm very really concerned about her, ulcer. her drinking down. <laughs> no, not at all. These are the things I'm like, give me your medical, like, let's get into the medical nitty gritty because there's nothing else going on. And also it's like, if you really have to work Lisa in and you're going to make them interact with her, like she still does have a reason to care about them because it is Vanderbump. Like it's her show and you're technically working for her by being on the show. Like, yeah, I feel like at this point, sir is something that sells itself. Like people already, anyone who's a fan of Vanderbump rules is going to want to come to Sir, like if they come to LA on vacation or like, I mean, I know I'll be going back to Sir eventually. There's no question yeah. in my mind. Like, it's like, I get it. We all know, like, no one's not going to Sir. Okay. Yeah. You got us. <laughs> one. Yeah. <laughs> You've gamed the system. You have a restaurant with the shittiest food of all time and people still come there and are dying to go there. Like, let it the fuck go already please i'm begging you (laughs) yeah (laughs) lala and rand have a talk about marriage and then lala said like lala says randall's too old to be a boyfriend and i love like her like i just love where her mind is at where she's like when a man hits the 40 something range he's too old to be a boyfriend i was sort of like yeah (laughs) <laughs> I like don't like fully agree with her logic but like the conclusion of like Leonardo DiCaprio should be a husband I was kind of like uh-huh like yeah, yeah I kind of get that <laughs> okay <laughs> maybe not like literally but like figuratively he should be a husband now <laughs> yeah and I think it applies to like when a when a man of means is hits the 47 something range then they should be a husband you know yeah, I mean? like it's just like a or rich they should just, older like, man. Stop. Yeah, they need yeah. to stop like going after just like whatever random like twenty something walks in front of them. Like, yeah, just like <laughs> give the woman you're dating, like give her a ring, marry her, give her some money, and then like do whatever you want. But at least, yeah, like, let's be quote unquote married. <laughs> <laughs> it really was like. In retrospect, I was like, oh, that's why you, like, kept saying my man. Like, you were just, like, too, like, (laughs) too, like, annoyed to be, like, my boyfriend, knowing that you were talking about, like, a man in his 40s. Yeah, a guy that's, like, 20-something years older than you. He can't really – she has a point now. Like, he can't really be a boyfriend. It does feel very juvenile. I just need a better term. Yeah, for my like, man is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she was just two steps ahead of us. 
<laughs> I love to. Then it kind of gets into like everyone's psychology about marriage. Like it, t- it scratches the surface, but we still like got a lot of insight about things because you have like obviously like Stasi is pressing like tom and ariana like the age old like maybe you guys will get married here when it's like ariana's gone above and beyond to make it clear ariana who also looks like she's dead inside this episode yeah she was like not here for anything any of it yeah i like really loved her outfit for the wedding and i was like i respect that you like went with a theme and you like look really good but then everything else she just seemed so like over it like when yeah. she was watching them for that cocktail in the cocktail garden where she was just like truly aghast at the <laughs> entire bottle of vodka going in. She was like, what is this? Where am I? <laughs> yeah. She's really like giving us like a, what has my life become gaze? And I'm into that for her. And like, she's yeah. like, it's like a different style of phoning it in where it's just like, I'm losing my grip on reality and like sanity but I'm like holding on by a literal shred, but I'm watching in horror as everything falls to pieces and shambles around me. And I'm like, I can get down with that. For <laughs> sure. Like, She's like our eyes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then Brittany says, marrying Jax was so special to me because it makes us a family without this piece of paper. You can, you can just break up or run away. And I was like, Who's going to break it to Brittany that you can still break up and run away even if you were married? <laughs> yes, that was the darkest thing I've truly ever heard come out of Brittany's mouth. <laughs> it was just like, it's good to be married because it's like harder to get divorced. Because <laughs> like, they can't leave so... me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so sad. It's really I'm, like, sad come back around on Brittany like I used to just be like okay she like knew what she was getting into clearly like she like had clearly like knew who Jax was and like went for it and sort of like got in bed knowingly but now I'm a little bit like save Brittany (laughs) yeah I go back and forth I think that she just is like I think she was calculated and like did try and land Jax and was like fine conceptually with what she was signing up for but it really like when you go like a level deeper she actually like has no emotional iq about anything that she's doing and like no idea like what is really driving all of her ambitions which is like severe like childhood traumas i think yeah yeah (laughs) where it's like my whole purpose in life like everything i do is like motivated by the underlying like please don't leave me like mentality yeah and just like really wanting like a family and like Mm -hmm. yeah her own family and it's just like it led her so astray yeah i'm like good luck with your projects you're literally married to the devil yeah I feel like that's a line that Lala like will yell at someone. Good luck with your projects. You're literally married to the devil. <laughs> I'm also like, why did we not get to have any sort of like Lala Rand and 50 Cent? Like no one even talked about that on the show. Yeah. That's like, they all have like too much. They clearly have like some sort of pact of like, we won't bring this stuff up. Cause like, how do we not talk about the Fafti at all? <laughs> Like not even one, it would, all it would take is like one 
scene of just like, yeah, he got into like some drama, but like my man got it on lock. Like he handles his business and like <laughs> at least like Lala just saying one thing about like shit talking Fofty or something like that would at least just satisfy the urge to like acknowledge that that happened. Yeah. Because do you think that that's why Rand is on the show now? Like for money to pay back Fofty? <laughs> I think like it can't it obviously can't hurt him to be on a show like this and like lala is definitely making money being on the show and probably like he's probably on because she i think someone actually on an insider track told me that lala was getting threatened by being to be demoted if she didn't get rand on the show because like that was a whole part of her life that she wasn't showing that is like the biggest part of her life is like her relationship with him. So it's partially that, but I'm sure that he gets paid like a little bit of money and it's good exposure for both of them. And like, I'm sure it has made more people watch that like gaudy movie that he produced. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely driving eyes towards gaudy for sure. (laughs) Yeah. If it can like recoup like, a fraction of the production cost of that movie, then I would say it's a win-win situation for Rand. <laughs> it's a silver lining. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com since 2013 bombas has donated over 100 million socks underwear and t-shirts to those facing homelessness if we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Sibling fights are unavoidable, but what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? 
That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Schwartz cannot express any sort of love towards Katie in a regular voice or just simply say, like, I love you for no reason, which is extremely dark to me. So childish. Like, it's crazy. They can't have any, like, emotional honesty. It's very dark. Like, he, I think, spoke in, like, a Bubba voice this entire episode. Yes. There was not a single scene where he was like, hey, thank you. I'm Tom Schwartz. Like, we're now getting married. Whoa, what a crazy day. Like, it was all like, Bubba, no, what's my... No, don't do this to me, Bubba. Like, the whole time. It truly is like, your face will freeze that way. Like, he's just like reverted into it and like can't get out. Like, he's slowly turning into just like a baby. Yeah, he needs like therapy. He needs like an intervention. Yeah. There's something like, yeah, deep and dark going on. I mean, with all of them, but like him in particular. And like, not even like, it's like very overt at this point. Like, it's not like you can't even turn a blind eye to it because it's so in your face. The whole like bra drama, which was like so stupid, but like he was like burying his face in the, in like the comforter being like, Oh no, like, Oh, like how is this happening? And then she's like, it's Lisa's. And he's like, Oh, like he can't, he's like titillated and like giggly. <laughs> like It's not like the behavior of an adult man. No. When she first found the bra, I was actually like fooled by it. Like I really? thought I was, yeah, like I fully, this is like where I've come to in life is I was like, oh my God, he has a fucking bra in his suitcase, like classic Schwartz, like what's going to happen now? And then like, and then slowly like it unraveled. And then I was like, wait, what? And then it took me a while to really understand. I was like, oh, like Lisa is like, she's like planting her bra in Tom Schwartz's luggage. Like, I don't like what and then i was like oh man because i truly was like here for the drama i was like finally some drama oh my god if it had actually been like like a woman's bra that he had slept with that would have been amazing incredible i thought like for sure it was like i thought for sure i was completely fooled and then sadly duped yeah, the worst answer possible is that it yeah. was a Lisa prank. I know. And then also when Tom was like, I mean, I'm like, I'm, I've had my moments, but like lately I've been like pretty good. And so I have nothing like my, I have a clear conscience, like for the past few months. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, shut up. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you just got to <laughs> zip it. What? <laughs> yeah. Why are you bringing that up? That you're like, Right now, I'm confident that you could do a DNA test on that bra, which is also like the most revolting thing I've ever heard. 
<laughs> he said something about a DNA test. Oh, great. Okay, cool. I was like, ew, what? <laughs> He's like, I haven't come on any stranger's bras in the last few months. So we're good. But talk to me later. Also, I completely forgot that he made out with someone after they got married. Oh yeah. It was like one of Sheena's friends or something or like Rob's friend or something. Something like that. Like at bungalow in Santa Monica, like oh, yeah. we, he went out and like fully did that. Wow. Yeah. God, um, it's so, so insane. Bo calls Stassi's dad and he's like, acting nervous as though her dad's gonna deny him like his like proposal and I was like okay please enough Bo (laughs) I really go back and forth on Bo too of like whether I like him or not what's where are you landing right now I mean I found that scene kind of charming that he was like so nervous I was kind of like that's sort of sweet but he was also wearing a t-shirt that said foam is where the heart is or whatever with like a beer. Yeah, I couldn't. And I was like, that's annoying. His whole like fashion vibe is really like, he's got to step that game up somehow. Yeah. It's really all over the place. He dresses like a toddler. He looks yeah. like a toddler most of the time. Like his hair is all askew. He's like kind of red in the face, like from running around and playing outside and then like has to come in and make like a big boy phone call. I was just like, <laughs> who are these people? Who are these men? <laughs> yeah. And then like, yeah, even in his confessionals when he's like wearing like interesting patterns and stuff, like that is like literally how like hipsters would dress their like young children for Easter. It's like, mm-hmm. They a would smart, buy like a like, novelty bow tie, like a wooden bow tie, and then like silly suspenders. <laughs> yeah. Like my friend dresses her infant like that. <laughs> <laughs> but then I also realized how like undermined Stasi is by every person in her life, like starting from ground zero, where like her dad was like, I can't promise that she's gonna make a good wife. <laughs> like that was joking so about that. Crazy. That was insane. But I feel like he said that also like after all of that drama with her mom where like she was saying the exact same thing and it got like so dark last season was yeah. it mom was like you're too good for her or whatever and then like now he's joking quote unquote joking about like the same thing i was like this is horrible like it's so mean yeah and i really like realize why stassi is like successfully stayed within this friend group for so long is because like I think she's just used has been like conditioned to have people always being like you're crazy or you're too high maintenance or like she's just used to people cutting her down yeah we gotta get Nikolai in here to give some good advice we don't gotta get Nikolai. We need to save, preserve Nikolai's what innocence he has left. He's already been yeah. too like tainted by his. We need to like secret him away to like Idaho, where he can like live in peace. <laughs> Nikolai is like an old soul. Like I feel like he's been reincarnated like five hundred thousand times, and he's like ascended to another level. So I have high hopes for him that he's like his days of Vanderpump Rules are over. <laughs> Yes, he's like the like John Connor like 
reverse John Connor, like time traveler was sent back. Like he'll have to like defeat the Vanderpump robots when they like rise up against us. Yeah, exactly. It's him versus <laughs> Lisa as Terminator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lisa meets with Nick Elaine and she has like a meeting. Okay. So that's the suite that they're going to then turn into the Vanderpump suite. Yeah. Which like, my God, I can't wait. Lisa says it's for royalty and dignitaries. (laughs) I was dead at that. And then she also is like, we need to bring in the head of Caesars and brainstorm about how to make the Vanderpump suite more Vanderpumpian, more Nicolanian. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) two adjectives that I am like not wanting any of in my life. Yes. I immediately flashed to like the year like 30, 50 when like (laughs) civilization is in ruins or whatever, but like enough was preserved that like people just get mistaken and they're like, Elanian was like (laughs) the most popular design aesthetic of (laughs) early 21st century. (laughs) It's like its own period, like Victorian England. It's like Elanian America. (laughs) Yeah, Elanian, the Elanian aesthetic, like... (laughs) It is its own thing, too, because, like, when you see footage of them in the Vanderbump cocktail garden, like, have you been to TomTom? I haven't been to TomTom yet. Oh, my God. You have to go because, well, A, it's just like a must, but also it's very, like, it is Nickelodeon in the sense that it looks like the Vanderpump cocktail garden. Like, they have, like, the same type of, like, banquet, banquets or however the fuck you say that. And, like, I saw the aesthetic parallels and then i was like they are like creating their own architectural and like design language and i'm sad that i yeah know just like i can like identify that i was like ooh, those are the same as yeah. a tom tom but like it is a nickelanean vibe yeah just like huge light fixtures and like yeah i don't know like stark surfaces or whatever yeah i'm okay. really really intrigued to see like what royalties and dignitaries will stay at the Vanderpump rules suite. I mean, truly I need a list like <laughs> Meghan Markle and Harry are like, <laughs> they can't wait to go to Caesars <laughs> with baby Archie and stay in the suite. <laughs> Can you imagine being like a dignitary, like a, like a foreign dignitary and then somehow ending up in like the Vanderpump suite. Like, do you yeah. just be like, what is this? Like a, a hotel, like gives you a key with Lisa Vanderpump's face on your room key. And then you like have to go up in the elevator and like go into that suite. Yeah. And everything is like gleamingly white and like <laughs> nothing is comfortable. Just like, uh, like all it's glass. just all white and glass yeah and like some pink like shades of pink with like really detailed like lighting fixtures everywhere you'd just be like what is this world when you know nothing about lisa vanderpump yeah like who is this woman we cut to sir and everyone there's like a super cut of like everyone fake caring about the tables that they're waiting on which i actually <laughs> always like appreciate little sound bites of like <laughs> yeah that's wanna... like what we signed up for yeah everyone okay on drinks over here okay great <laughs> yeah like danica's got Peter's it on soda? uh-huh <laughs> mm-hmm. 
I also love like in any of those fake montages, like they always have a glimpse of Peter who is like genuinely working so hard. Yeah. He's like sweating profusely, just like trying to keep this restaurant together that Lisa's like not even at anymore. Peter, who eight seasons still couldn't break his way into being a main cast member of Vanderpump Rules. It's so crazy. It's sad for him. Yeah. Um, then, oh, Charlie and Raquel sidebar, like that classic kitchen location where like everyone has like long conversations in the (laughs) middle of their work shifts. And (laughs) Raquel goes, James is doing so well with his path on sobriety. (laughs) (laughs) James is so briety. (laughs) So briety. She goes, it really turns me on actually. (laughs) Raquel talking about sex was like deeply uncomfortable to me. It just like didn't feel like she, it felt like false. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like she's like a virgin. Yeah. And then also just like the detail of like, I don't want to say our sex is better because that makes it sound like it's bad, but at least it's not all like, is it going to work? Is it not going to work like sloppy on top of me or whatever? I was like, oh my God. I was like, Raquel. That's so sad. True hell that she's gone through, if that's the case. Which I still am like, I'm kind of truther about their relationship. Like, I don't really buy it 100%. Yeah. But I'm also just like, what? Like, how are you still... Like, you know you can break up with this person. You're still very young. And, like, could go and date a lot of different people. I wonder if that'll happen like now because she's more cemented on the show. I feel like before she was probably nervous that like she would just get like bounced out of the show. Yeah. I she don't didn't know. Change. I pray. Yeah. The her. relationship is wild. Yeah. I need her to like wake up and like have be free of this. Yeah. Cause I'm also like, I want to see like her, Charlie and Danica and Sheena like they're like sex in the city where it's just like there's a brunch every episode and then they go their separate ways like and we just follow them in their lives yeah and they're just like single and mingling and like hooking up left and right with guys and comparing notes yeah i'm be- like, I'd be be very amazing. into that yeah um everyone has to go to eat at vanderpump vegas and we finally get to see kara the sheena doppelganger and when she came on screen and Jack's like flipped out, I did actually lol. <laughs> it was very funny. Like she, Jack's being like genuinely scared of her for a second was very funny. Yeah. And she does have like extreme Sheena energy. And like, I, there was another show where um, there was like a Sheena esque character like Lindsay lohan's beach club had this girl that actually was like one of sheena's good friends but she was on that as like one of the servers like that worked at Lindsay's like mykonos club and i think her name is kayla but i'm into like gathering all the sheena types into like one room and just like filming them like i think that that's a very specific type of woman and i like want to see more of them 
Yeah, just Sheena's around the world. Sheena's <laughs> around the world is, could be Sheena's new spinoff where she just interacts with all the women that are exactly like her, of which I think that there are millions. Yes. And <laughs> she's going to find them all. <laughs> Sheena finds them all. <laughs> it's like Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah. You've got to catch them all, but it's just all Sheena's. <laughs> Kristen goes to visit Sheena after her surgery. And Kristen goes, how is the surgery? And Sheena goes, I don't know. <laughs> Which I was just obsessed with, like, that's what you say about your surgery. Yeah. <laughs> As if it's like a revelation of like, I don't know, I was like under. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like you know nothing about like how this surgical procedure went where someone like harvested your eggs out of your body. Like, and I guess I know that she's referring to like, we have to wait and see if like any viable eggs like were harvested. But I also love her. Sheena just like at one point goes like nine were good. Like she's just really (laughs) speaking in like sentence fragments. I'm like so enthralled by it that was like so interesting too because like she mentioned she was like I've been getting my body ready for this for months and then like in five minutes it was over and I was like is it really five minutes like tell me more about this surgery I'm so interested in this yeah like how how can it be so quick and like how do they is it really like a surgery where you have to like go under or like that's what I thought. Like, I thought they like, it was like, like they cut like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. We need to know more. And we'll never know. We'll never know. Yeah. And (laughs) Sheena's never going to do it again. So missed opportunity (laughs) producers. They could have taught us something. (laughs) I'm like, I'm sure that there are many women at like our age that are very invested to see like what the fuck actually happens when you freeze your eggs. (laughs) Yeah. And too lazy to Google it and actually, like, watch a YouTube video. So I guess, like, we'll just never know. (laughs) (laughs) This scene made me so sad for Kristen. Like. Yeah. She's really getting, like, cut out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't want to see her go. Like, I feel like she. I don't know. I I hope for the best for Kristen and for by the best I mean like the best TV of just like her like coming back and being herself. Yeah, like it's I think Kristen has displayed a lot of growth cuz I think like season 3 Kristen would flip the fuck out about all of this and like be really messy. And so from that aspect it's like she's keeping her shit together for the most part. Like she's you know, doing the adult thing, which is like, you just mute someone if you don't want to see their stories. And like, you're talking to your friends about your emotions. But I'm also just like, okay, can we like, see you fight with Carter? Like, what's going on? Like, what's happening with your t shirt line? Like, I would love Yeah. And even in like her house, like renovations, I would love to see like more of those. Totally. I'm like, I would love to just see you get like, really stressed out trying to hang a shelf. Like, Mm -hmm. And, like, have to, like, chain a SIG to make up for the fact that you, like, can't find the drill bits or something. Like, yeah. Literally anything. But also it's, like, it's just fucked up at this point, especially, that, like, they 
I mean, at least Kristen got this scene where she gets to, like, talk to Sheena or whatever. So she, I guess she gets, like, paid for the episode. But, like, these girls, like, cutting her out of big trips like this is, like, robbing us of valuable Dodie screen time. And they know it. Yeah. And I think that that's also part of the reason why they do it. And maybe a bigger, even a bigger part of the reason why they do it. Yeah, because they're just, like, icing her out of the show, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also... <laughs> I loved that like it just like really felt like Sheena kicking Kristen while she was down that Sheena's like Katie texted me like I love you I wish you were here <laughs> like you know that she's just like the saddest in the world about not being invited at all and then you're just like by the way I would be there if I hadn't had the surgery <laughs> I couldn't go I had to have a surgery like I would be there but my I had my surgery I don't know how it went <laughs> I could have rescheduled my surgery, but I did have to get my tips today, so I couldn't have gone anyway. <laughs> yeah. Sheena's really like not the one you want to go lean on in like a troubled time because she will like say the one thing that will deeply hurt you, but at least yeah. she's like honest and transparent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sheena just tells it like it is. She's not going to baby you. I know. I love this like arc for her this season where she's just like, she goes to like Stassi and Katie and they like talk shit on Kristen. She's like, okay. And I'm going to go tell Kristen this. Is that okay? And they're like, sure. And she goes and tells Kristen. And then it's like, here's what I've heard. (laughs) What do you want me to say to that? She's like a messenger pigeon or something. (laughs) Like that's how she's just being treated. I'm like, no one is being utilized for like, like we're wasting resources here. Yes. Then we are back in Vegas and Lisa reveals to Katie that she planted her bra in Schwartz's bag. And then her logic for it is so bizarre where it's like this whole thing, like we're here because he didn't file the paperwork. So no one holds him accountable. So let's hold him accountable for something he didn't do. I was like, what are you talking about, old lady? Like, please. Also, that, like, what you're describing, like, is emotional abuse. (laughs) (laughs) If Katie has, like, really gone and, like, freaked out and been like, whose bra is this? And then been like, haha, JK. Like, that's horrible. Yeah, that would not have helped anyone, anyone's relationship or the situation. Yeah. Like, a better prank would have been, like, I found the papers so now we're like we don't need to get married or something like that yeah. like being like oh, or like I actually stealing the papers again and like yeah like losing them in vegas or whatever yeah but like not like for and also it's like if i was katie and my boss came to me and was like i planted the bra because it's so funny because your boyfriend has continually cheated on you all through your relationship and even after you got married. Haha, isn't this so funny? I would be like, what the fuck are you talking about? On the eve of yes. my like, second wedding that my loser husband like can't, like he fucked up so bad that we're now here. Like, fuck you. <laughs> also, like, I fully believe that this is all firmly Lisa's fault. Like, when you're getting married, like, it's not your responsibility to, like, take care of... Like, that should be the officiant's job to, like, keep the paperwork. Like, you've got a lot going on. Yeah. And, like, or someone, like, I get, like, someone is deputized to, like, handle it. Yeah. And I guess, yeah, that's just all goes back to they can't even, like, 
ask for help. They're so dysfunctional, they can't even identify. (laughs) No, it's awful. (laughs) But then Kara is really on fire. She comes up, she's like kissing Lisa's ass, and then she's like flirting with Max openly. And she goes, I see a little devil's dance in those eyes. (laughs) I was like, what kind of flirt style is that? (laughs) Kara has like musical theater kid energy, and I really love it. Yeah. She like speaks like the bard's English and like <laughs> <laughs> it's super dramatic. I'm like, all right, sure. She Let's is. see what else you're about. <laughs> She's like kind of Shakespearean. Yeah. In her when she like reveals herself later to be in Max's bed, she's like, I'm not tired at all. Like she's like fully putting on a show. She's like, it was not Max that made me this tired. I was like, what are you talking about? Like everyone at like, I'm now at a Vanderbump rules level where I watch it. And my constant question is like, what are you talking about? Anytime someone (laughs) opens their mouth. I'm like, what? Yeah. We're just like slowly, like feeling our feet lift off the ground. We're like being swept away. (laughs) We're still in the like (laughs) beginnings of it. And Lisa is, like, so interested in Max's drama and being like, don't, don't flirt with him. You don't flirt with her. And, like, sipping on her purple drink. And I was just like, what is going on? It's so, this was, like, so pathetic. Whereas, like, it used to be when she would talk to, like, the OG cast about, like, their drama and stuff. It was like, okay, this is, like, obviously fake, but... I buy that like they've been working at your restaurant or whatever and you're like developing a relationship with them. And this is just like, you're talking to like a cast, like someone who was cast in this show and you're like, what's your drama? Like, it's so yeah. dark. It's really weird. And like, even when back in the day, now I'm thinking of like first and second season, like anytime she would talk to the cast, it would be like, we're having a staff meeting and you're all called in here because like, someone's like bullying someone else or like someone's bullying someone else because they like fucked that person and now you're like slut shaming this girl and like it's really ruining my restaurant so can you guys please like stop and there would be actual like a hierarchy of like i am the boss and you are the underlings and now it's just like everyone's mixed and mingled together yeah And, like, Max, like, can't even, like, spin a tale about, like, his drama. Like, he can't even, like, make it interesting. He's just like, I don't know. And she's like, well, you know, like, (laughs) don't, like, shag my employees or whatever. Like, she can't even, like, get it going. (laughs) She was just such a bad dog, Max. Yeah. And then they all go (laughs) ziplining. That was very crazy. It looked so not fun. (laughs) I was, like, kind of intrigued, but it's also just, like, you're strapped in. I was, like, why? Like, Lisa, I want to see Ken ziplining. You know what I mean? Like, throw some high stakes into the mix. (laughs) (laughs) I also, like, yeah, I've heard about that zipline over Vegas. I was, like, that sounds cool. But then to see that it was, like, seemingly completely flat. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you get strapped in head to toe. And you're just, like, in, like, a full-blown, like, straight jacket, just, like, squirrel flying through Vegas. I was like, okay, it seems a little too safe. Yeah. Then we get to Tom and Katie's, like, passionless 
wedding. And I was just like, this is true hetero hell. Yes. It really was like, they didn't even, I was like, that would be kind of fun to be like, oh, we have to do a second wedding. Like, let's do a really cheesy Vegas wedding. Mm -hmm. But then they like, didn't even do it right. Like, even when Sandoval is like, we've got all the Vegas tropes here, like, like a uh, psychedelic flower girl, like Elvis preacher, nun Stasi. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what is any of this? Yeah. Like, I don't understand like any of what's going on. And it also just seemed it's again, like this is just spawn con. Like you're showing us that Caesar's palace also has a chapel that you can get married in. It's so, and like, yeah, Stasi and Tom did like, such a bad job with their like stand up routine, like officiating when they're like, it's they a once in a, uh, twice in a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed so hard at the end when Tom was like, by the power vested, and Stasi like didn't even get him, like let him finish it before being like, us. It's <laughs> <laughs> yes. like, by the power vested, us. <laughs> Yeah, I was also like confused as to why Stasi was dressed like a nun. Like I was like, okay, like it does look like ni- it's a nice outfit. She looks great in it, but also like a nun isn't like a Vegas thing. Yeah, it didn't really make sense, but she did look really good. I was like, what what is like the thread here? And I love that Brittany and Lala refused to dress up as any sort of theme (laughs) and max too i was like max you're like you should be thanking your lucky stars you've been included and like they made you the flower girl and you didn't even wear like floral or like any sort of color or anything yeah he like kind of was doing like a hunter s thompson thing but not like fully committing and like the only person that really committed was ariana and then she just looked a little bit out of place and the whole thing was just very much like i give it like a d plus like you just passed, but you could have done a lot better. Yeah. And also the fact that like Ken and Lisa were there was always going to tank it. Cause it's like one thing if it's like, Oh, all our friends came to like, see us do this like weird second wedding. But now it's like, and the executive producer of our show and her like dead husband. Who <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, we probably had only five minutes to do this ceremony. Cause it's so hot outside that like Ken can't take being out in the heat that long. Like Randall looked really pained having to sit there. So it's like extra short and extra awkward. And even Katie kind of seemed like awkward about the whole thing. Like just the whole thing was awful. Yeah. And the only person that really liked it was Brittany. She was like genuinely so excited and touched. Like she loves marriage so much. Yeah. She'll just love anything with a bride. Just look at the flowers. Oh my God. (laughs) I was like, okay, come on, Brittany. (laughs) Yeah. Let's set the bar a little bit higher for like what will make you gasp. (laughs) Yeah. Danica and Dana then do like weird unspoken spawn con for like, yeah, a clothing I was like, brand that they won't name, but just like a yeah, the website to. that must not be named. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, say it. <laughs> Where did you get that chained sweatshirt? That chained sweatshirt was above and beyond the call of duty. Like that, <laughs> I've never seen anything like that in my life, and I had no choice but to revere it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Same. I was like, what? I guess I love it. I'm like. <laughs> like all great art it's making me think 
It is. And I love that she's openly hateful towards Brett and Max and even goes so far as to be like, like these guys are like beneath Dana. And I think less of her because she's involved with them. I was like, this is energy that we could run with like for a next season. Yes. I truly am like, just point the camera at Danica for like 24 hours a day. Like, yeah. Everything we learn about her is fascinating. Is this when they cut to her confessional when she's putting on the chapstick? Talking when she about puts on the chapstick. Thing. Yeah. And she says that she's dated two Pisces and that's why they have restraining orders against her. Because they're too sensitive. They're too sensitive. And I like, I believe that. And even if it's not true, I'm still like, I love, I believe, I love someone that would just lie about that openly on camera. I need <laughs> yeah. more. Her life is like pure chaos. I'm like, you have two restraining orders against you. You had a, you have a breathalyzer in your car. Like you are like, yeah. Why are we not seeing more society? of this true queen? You literally got suspended from your job because you physically assaulted. You like battered your boyfriend in openly in front of an entire restaurant. So like, what is up? Like, why are we not seeing like, she needs to take up at least like 30 minutes of airtime per episode. Yeah, here on out. She's got like season, like early Kristen vibes. So yeah, like, and she, she, she's like really on her high horse too, which always w- works for me. Is when like someone is just a true mess, but is gonna like talk shit about like other people no matter what. Yeah, and she has like just enough of like a nugget of being right because like Max and Brett are garbage, so mm-hmm. she's like not wrong. Like they're worse than Dana. (laughs) (laughs) I could see like if Brett and Dana decided to really like make this last and be together, they could be a really good, like hateable couple to watch. That's true. Like I saw into the future at one point, like I got a vision of just the two of them, like having to deal with them. And I was like, yeah, they suck. Like, I would love nothing more than to like watch everyone hate them and then like hate them as well. Yeah. Like that double date was like truly horrible, but very watchable. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, I'm in like, can you imagine dating a guy and having to like declare how like attractive he is to him, not only to him and his face like over and over again, but like to everyone else that's around and also a guy that's like not that attractive. Yeah. That line of like, oh, I of course I don't remember like your gorgeous tongue coming out of your gorgeous face licking my gorgeous face. I was like, this is revolting. Like yeah, I need to lie down. Disgusting. And that was a disgusting first kiss. I'm so yes. offended by it. Oh, during a cake fight. During a cake fight. Raquel, when she orders, she goes, Can I get the cheeseburger with the cheese? <laughs> I was like, yes, you may. You can have anything you want, my queen. (laughs) Yeah, I wish we had gotten like just some, I wish someone had like pressed her on it to be like, sorry, what? (laughs) Like, what did you think you needed to specify? Yes, you may have the cheeseburger with the cheese. (laughs) And then Brett keeps acting like he's like openly saying how badly he wants to fuck Lisa and how he was like trying to actually fuck Lisa that night, which like, if true, why are you dating him, Dana? (laughs) Yeah. 
this also plays into my like he will witness a murder <laughs> theory <laughs> yeah. is that like I feel like he will be like a house boy for some like rich older woman <laughs> and like he'll just like live there and like have sex with her and like just be this like weird like rent-free person that everyone is like why does he live with her and then one day he'll like witness a murder and they'll be like but why did he live there <laughs> like, totally he has Cedric energy yes he really does and like in my notes, I wrote like Brett has to act like he wants to fuck Lisa because that's how you keep your job when you're a racist. <laughs> <laughs> like, do we think at this point in the season he realized like, oh, my God, I have like incriminating tweets that could be resurfaced. So I'm just going to pivot and then like really lay into Lisa and like just compliment her until I'm just like kept on the show no matter what. I was like. I really did not know how to feel because when he he like has like a tossed off line that they catch like off camera where he's like when he's talking about how much he wants to fuck Lisa and he's like no really like you know it's like yeah I have like a mommy milk thing with her and I was like what did you catch that yeah I caught that (laughs) I was like what is that he's deep mommy (laughs) issues I think that like got exposed in that moment and like yeah I think just based off of the like limited what I know about like his past or whatever, like he was like with a very popular YouTuber and that's how he got his YouTube following. And like, I think he has, there's something around like women and authority with him. That's oh, like yeah. a real turn on. Totally. Which is also He'll why it makes no love. sense that he's like with someone like Dana yeah she has like zero authority yeah it's really weird but dana also is like a little bit like high and mighty so i feel like it's like authority light in his eyes diet authority <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then dana goes off about like she says that i lisa vanderpump's got a fat pussy and i was just like what are you this is another what are you talking about? And I love the most the thing I love the most is that James like could not deal with anyone sexualizing Lisa like was turning like beet red and like couldn't handle it. He was like fully shutting down his like skeleton was trying to leave his body. (laughs) He's like unzip his skin and then just like walk away. Like he couldn't take it. And that that seemed like really authentic to me because it's like in no way, shape or form. Like Lisa Vanderpump to me even isn't like a sexual being. You know what I mean? She's very like campy, like farcical sexuality, like almost like a drag queen or something where you don't like imagine like having actual sex with her, her ever having sex. It's all performative. Yeah. When Dana, like, went off and was just, like, being Lisa and was like, darling, how fat is your pussy? Pour me some drinks. And James, like, lost his mind. It was like, that should be your stand-up. That's funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> first of all, like, don't get me wrong. I do want to see that show. <laughs> yeah. I would love to come see a stand-up show where it's just Dana, like, doing an impression of Lisa for 15 minutes her one woman but like that is like her flea bag is like her one woman show where she just like cosplays as lisa vanderpump <laughs> with like lingo she made up that like no one understands yeah. <laughs> just like oh <laughs> sure 
I also love that like the way James said it, like the inflection was like as if Dana had been like saying like jokes all night and he finally was like, That's funny. <laughs> like she'd just been striking out like all night and finally james is like this is your comedy yeah and i also just like an inside look at what they deem to be like hilarious yeah versus like the rest of the world because i think that they have a completely different bar for like what constitutes comedy than a lot of other people for sure. They're like the, yeah, like I feel like that's so common where it's just like a friend group that like only has like inside jokes that truly are only for them. They don't find anything else funny. And then like, what a treat that one of them would want to be a stand up comedian and just like go try to do their weird inside jokes on stage and fail. <laughs> I'm like, show it to me. And it's also amazing because like to me, they are some of the funniest people I've ever seen and like the things that they do and their mannerisms and like their actions, like even it's like Kristen can like make a face and I'm like crying and like the, like people like that, I feel like don't like the whole key of people like that is that they don't know. They don't know what's funny at all. Like it would make it totally tracks that like everything that they think is hilarious is like truly not hilarious because they are just (laughs) intrinsically comedians and they don't even understand how comical they are. Yeah, totally. Like the fact that like they think it's the funniest thing in the world to like put their butt on someone's face. Yeah. And just like, yeah, that checks out. (laughs) And like what they think like friends is like the peak, like funniest television (laughs) you could ever ever possibly watch is like very telling and also incredible and like give me more tell me more of what you think is hilarious i crave it i know jacks also loves the goldbergs he <laughs> loves ABC. the goldbergs yeah and he also like really loved modern family like watched to the bitter end like was tweeting like last week he was like god i'm really sad to see this go like <laughs> he's like end of an era man like i'm like jack it's so like what he like chooses to stand is just so interesting to me (laughs) yeah it's fascinating like him like getting like gut like like imagining him just like cry laughing at like a silly like misunderstanding miscommunication law on friends is truly i'm just like how (laughs) yeah in the year of our lord 2020 you're like crying at friends (laughs) <laughs> like rewatching it, like losing your shit, just being like, oh my God. <laughs> Joey's so- wearing like four sweaters. <laughs> he put them all on. He put every single one of his shirts on and he could barely move. The cry emoji. Like <laughs> followed by the purple cross. <laughs> oh, the purple cross for sure. <laughs> he tweeted something today it was like someone was like are you and james on good terms and then james is like we are we are better terms than ever and then jacks put like yes we are with like a happy face and a purple cross emoji (laughs) (laughs) i mean i love it No, the gang is forced. I love that they're just forced to eat only at Vanderpump Vegas throughout this whole episode. They couldn't even have like a pre like rehearsal dinner at somewhere else. It's just like, okay, back to Vanderpump Vegas you go. 
yeah, you have to have more like ahi tuna sliders or whatever. <laughs> like, mm, like tacos. Yeah. More purple drinks. <laughs> and then so sugary. Bo has to go whisper to Lisa about like marrying Stassi and do like the kind of like asking for Lisa's hand like asking Lisa permission. And then Lisa said something that truly chilled me to my core where she goes, God, this is epic. And I was like, you are speaking. You have now started to speak like them. Yes. That was so weird. It really was like, what's happening here? Like, are you actively trying to do this? Or is this just something that's happening to you? Yeah, I think she's like actively into it. I think she's like happier than she's ever been. Yeah, just like cutting it up with like the cast. She's <laughs> Being like, it's through, my show now. Yeah, like some sort of regression. Like she's maybe experienced so much pain in the past like year and then was exiled. Like, I mean, she exiled herself from Beverly Hills and then now is in like a sea of just like acceptance where no one can step up to her and she's just like this is truly like her this is like the peak of the mountain for her yeah it really is very sad yeah because it's just like such an obvious coping thing it's very like i'm deeply concerned and now she has no one either to like no one to like check her Cause she's out of like, like all the only people she hangs out with is like Nick Elaine and his wife. Yeah. And they're not going to be like, your behavior is alarming. <laughs> yeah. And also Nick Elaine's wife, but her name by the way is Elena Elaine. No. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> That is the Elena that she like brought into like Villa Blanca last week. And I was like, oh, who is this lady? And then someone texted me and was like, that's Nick Elaine's wife, Elena Elaine. And I was like, God, she is really like true Elaine energy. Elanian. <laughs> she is a peak Elanian. Yes. She's his greatest creation. <laughs> And then it cuts to Bo, like, as he's talking to Lisa, you notice that he's, like, softly stroking Puffy's ears. But, like, Puffy is also, like, one of those hairless, like, alopecia-ridden Pomeranians. But his little, like, hairless, skinny tail was, like, sticking out of his onesie. And I was just, like, I felt like I was seeing something I shouldn't be seeing. Yes. Puffy had a very strange episode. You know that, like... (laughs) the like urban legend or like old like scary children's tale or whatever about like the girl that had like a ribbon around her neck and if you remove it her head falls off Mm -hmm. i feel like that's like puffy and his clothes like if you take puffy out of his onesie it's just like vapor yeah it's he's literally (laughs) like like a head and some paws yeah (laughs) like she at one point like picks him up i think it's like the next thing when she's like packing and she picks him up to put him on her suitcase like weigh it down and the way she picks him up, like, he is literally a loaf. Like, he's not moving at all. He's just like, <laughs> how do they, how does she get her dog to, like, not move? I don't know. It looks like the onesie's, like, too tight, maybe. Because also, like, the limbs are sticking out in weird ways, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> she fully, like, everything about him 
yeah, gets these like little palms and like somehow they become immobile and they just will like sit in one position at all times. And you can like, she can just like manipulate them as she sees fit. I was very jealous of like her ability because like having like a one year old puppy at this point, like he would never just like sit still and let me like move him like that unless it was like the dead of night and he was like mid slumber. And like with Puffy, you can just like take him and like plop him on something. Yeah, you can literally just like put him on Bo's leg and be like, yeah. here. <laughs> Willy nilly, he goes wherever you go, doesn't make a peep and just like sits there. Also, what happened to Harrison and Jiggy? Like, are they still with us? I actually don't know. I feel like Jiggy's in like a hyperbaric chamber somewhere. <laughs> and then like Harrison. Is Harrison puffy? Are they the same dog or were they different? Oh, I don't know. I thought maybe at one point, like, they were the same dog, but she just renamed Harrison Puffy. Whoa. How did Puffy go from being so puffy to then being, like, sickly and jiggy ish? And also, yeah, like, Jiggy also had alopecia, right? So it's like, she just keeps getting, is she (laughs) specifically looking for dogs with alopecia? I don't know. Just- it feels very mommy dead and dearest to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope that that gets exposed someday. Yeah. I want to read a whole book about that. Mm-hmm. Cause I also want to know what happened to like rumpy pumpy, like her golden retriever that she had. Oh my God. Yeah. I think rumpy pumpy might have passed away. I know that Pink Dog passed away like in the last oh, couple yeah. years, which was devastating. It really is so sad. She's yeah. had a lot of loss. And where does she get these dogs? Like someone was telling me I'm friends with a guy who's like he grew up like his family owned like a puppy mill and so he's very like in the know of like how all that business works and like apparently like a lot of places in LA like Vanderpump dogs will ship in full bred dogs from like Korea and other places and call them like rescue animals, but they really like aren't rescue animals. And so he was like alleging that like potentially Lisa does that with like her dogs and stuff, which I was like, this is drama that I would love to know more about. Yeah, wow. Can you imagine if we had had that Vanderpump dog spinoff that was like threatened? <laughs> I would that have was like <laughs> loved it. I think that they knew that they couldn't do it because there would be like a takedown. Like something is way too shady about like Vanderpump dogs and like trying to like position like to really like peer into the inner workings of the supposed like nonprofit organization is like too much will be revealed. Yeah. For sure. They were like, we have to pull the plug immediately. Like, there's no way we'll be able to hide. Yeah. And like messy John Sessa or whatever, like he cannot (laughs) handle, he can't handle that kind of pressure. (laughs) He'll crack. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for going down this wild Vegas road with me. Oh my gosh, this is a dream. (laughs) (laughs) Tell everyone where they can find you. Um, I'm on Twitter at Jen likes pizza and I forget what my Instagram handle is because I just changed it. I think it's just Jen D'Angelo. 
<laughs> Very straightforward. Yeah. <laughs> no muss, no fuss. Um, yeah, just straight down the middle. <laughs> if you want to follow me, you can do so. Uh, I'm everywhere at Lars Marie. And if you're into getting bonus episodes and extra content, you guys can do that by going to patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast. And uh, honestly, until next, I mean, what episode was this? Was this like episode 10 or like something? 15? Oh, I don't know. I, don't know. I lost track. Wait, no, it I, can't be 15. It has to be earlier. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I like I've lost the plot completely, but I feel like there's still like eight to ten episodes to go, and I'm just like, what more will we be put through and subjected to? I mean, only Lisa knows. She's yeah. seen to the end of time. <laughs> <laughs> look into Lisa's eyes and next time any of you interact with her, look deeply into her eyes and tell me where she transports you to. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. Bye. Bye. I know, I know I'm feeling because I know I know I'm feeling because I know I know. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.